grab a glass and tell us a story. It's Bucks and Booze. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, George Torzik, and we're here on opening day of rifle season in, um, in Upper Michigan. So we're going to start the podcast off today with some Pike Creek Canadian Whiskey, uh, 10-year-old, finished in rum barrels. So we've been uh, talking about a little bit on the podcast over the last few weeks here, and we finally have our sauna slash temporary camp ready to go, and we're actually at deer camp, sleeping at deer camp, we had dinner at deer camp, sauna at deer camp, so it's a pretty good deal, Uh, 23 rifle opener. So cheers to that, fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Thanks to everybody for all your work. Let's drove you. Holding out on me well. <laughs> Didn't mean to. Uh, so tonight we got uh, my brother Jeff is here, my nephew Will, Nugs, Ed, my godson Frank. <laughs> like that Nug? <laughs> Frank. That's good. So, uh, crazy weather today uh, for the November 15th opener in Michigan. Yeah. It's like 50 degrees, sun was out. Obviously, there's no snow if it's 50 degrees. It's uh, mm-hmm. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous day to be in the woods. Yeah. Not a whole lot of deer movement, however. Yeah. Good day for a hike with your wife. Not a really good day to be deer hunting <laughs> in the yeah, UP, for sure. I was actually thinking today... Uh, the last time I remember this being like this is the year that uh, Dad shot those two eights on the top of the East Bluff because oh, yeah. I was up there in that crunchy uh, leaves and stuff up there and had missed that deer and came down and got you guys. But that's the last time I remember it being, I mean, we had no snow openers, but that was like balmy, just like yeah. it is today. Yeah. yeah, as we talked about on an episode, that's... Where the wheelbarrow came in. Yeah. Yeah, the wheelbarrow bucks. <laughs> Since it was so warm out. Yeah. No, no way this will work. <laughs> of course it worked. Inevitably it does. Yep. Yep. So across the group we saw a few does and fawns today. One little buck. But the good news is nobody here shot anything, but nobody here heard a shot anywhere on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> They all made it through today. Yeah. Speaking of that, I think, Jeff, you said earlier that, um, because Michigan last year was the first year, and they were kind of a little, the DNR was a little bit iffy or lenient on whether you had to actually register your deer. Uh, They asked everybody to, and they want everybody to, but they're kind of cutting a break. But this year, you have to register any deer that you shoot in any of the seasons. And weren't you saying that right now, if you go and look online, there's been eight deer shot in the Keeping Up Minnesota through the entire bow season? Yeah, we ran into Jerry Spoke in the grocery store buying all the goods for camp, and 
You said he looked on it, and I think he told us seven, but maybe you had heard. I heard on the radio is eight. Then. Eight, but that was for that was for bow season in Keeneland County. That eight deer were shot. So so from October first until November fourteenth. Yeah. Eight, eight deer, deer in the entire yeah. county. Yeah. That's not very many. I know. That's like <laughs> ridiculous. Eight, yeah, there's eight, eight law-abiding citizens. Yeah, there's eight deer, <laughs> eight deer shot on every farm downstate. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess that would be an indication of where some of the deer numbers are and how things are. But you know, it's nice. I personally, I think it's great that they're doing it. I think it's great that you can have that data and you can know instead of yeah everyone making wild guesses and hoping that they. Mm-hmm. You know what's going on. You actually have real data about what's happening, and yep. and if they're gonna manage things like predators and and that kind of stuff, then you need to know. No, I totally agree. And I mean, we've we've talked about this before. There's so many states that uh, don't blanket their laws; they go by zones and areas. Because especially the state of Michigan, from you go from Keweenaw County on the shores of Lake Superior to Algoma or whatever, whatever the counters of Ohio, the borders of Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, I mean, it, the, those are not the same spaces. You know, those right. people At should all. be able to shoot three, four deer probably on some of those. You know, and the fact that we're allowed to shoot two deer still in Keeneland County, I mean, we all take advantage of that, and it's pretty cool. But you really break it down like it's, it shouldn't be that way. It's yeah. not sustainable. No, it should. You should get one nice deer, whatever it is, and and that's the end. That you know, put your rifle away. That's the end of it. You know. Yeah. Um, along with predators, like you said, and everything else. But I think us as sportsmen need to step up and just start going, okay, if we want to have this for the future, I mean, we got to start being realistic about our resources here, you know. So. Yeah. But it is great to have that data. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yep. you know, it's the it's the rule of the road now. It's the law if you have to. But I would certainly encourage everyone to do it. I think it's good for hunting. I think it's good for hunters. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, where you talk about the predator hunt too, I mean, our predators in the area, you don't have the data. It's going to be hard to convince people and lawmakers, especially yep. downstate. Yep. So if you now have some of that data, now you have yeah. a talking point. Now you can get your foot in the door for some of the complaints that we've heard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they I mean, actually have a Do they have a space on there where you can where you can report sightings? That I that I don't know. Uh, I know some real data that we got this year is we have family that came up from California and Will has been great about going out to by their property and putting some bait out and had a camera there and trying to see what's going on. And uh, to my knowledge, unless something's changed, well, I mean, every picture you have, there's not one single deer. It's all wolves yeah, and cats. Solid wolves. There's a there's a bobcat which we thought was a mountain lion. It huge. was, I mean, yeah, absolutely dumb how big it was. Yeah, but a awesome number of wolves. Yeah, yeah, for the area, so it's just yeah, it's a constant stream of people sending pictures. Yeah, yeah, and now that sighting in Amik just yesterday or two days ago of the cat in Bowtown yeah. area. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't remember much in the past up here, really, ever hearing dogs barking and howling a little bit here and there, and I've heard it twice in the few days we've been out here. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that little bit seems yeah. like they might be a a bit more active i know the walking that i had done last year i was on one trail and there was two wolves who were on the same track as me and then there was the obvious mega gahunga big boy who was kind of like crossing he's like 
veer off that path for maybe 50 to 100 yards, but every time you kind of cross back, go the other side of the road or the trail, kind of keep weaving back and forth, hunting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they're around here. That that I mean that the track on that thing was unbelievable. Yeah. How big it was. Yeah, and it played the simple fact is we don't even compare it to their hunting. <laughs> they're pros. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Really, so really I mean, yeah, they're <laughs> really good at what they do. Uh, and we don't have that many deer. And when you put that many predators in the same space, it, the math doesn't work. You know, they don't have to abide quick. to seasons. No, <laughs> yeah, which is a, such a valid point, right? Yeah. Yep. Three so, three sixty five. There, yeah. they have to eat. So hopefully, the data helps helps uh, shape policy and mm-hmm. and do do sensible things. Um, eight deer in a month and a half of bow hunting in a whole entire county is it's staggering. Yeah, staggeringly low and kind of scary. Yeah. Water. Yeah, and and that's and that's eight deer, and like from what we saw, we're all out in the woods during that time and hunting and stuff. Like there was a lot of activity going on. Yeah, like whatever touched off for about a week there. Yeah. I mean, there was, it was craziness. I mean, we all saw deer, we all saw bucks. You know, I mean that was happening, and yeah. I think you know we're doing really good stuff with letting those go. You know, so maybe that's part of it with the eight deer. You know, people are letting a lot of the smaller deer go. Yeah, you would maybe. hope. That could happen, but yeah, maybe there's some factors in too where some people shot some, didn't recover them, so maybe that number would have been higher. Yeah, yep, that could happen. Could happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, George, do you have something to talk about right now? It happened. Did did that happen to anybody in this room? It It happened to me in the past. Yeah, devastating. It was devastating. I was so bummed out. So I was on, and like Jeff had mentioned, whether it's the, whether people want to call it the pre rut or the rut or whatever term you want to use, there's that. It's usually about a week, it's almost always the first week in November that it's the deer are just crazy they just go crazy right the bucks are running around and and uh trying to stake their territory and i'm fairly positive that the does are not in heat you know but they're the but the bucks are chasing them absolutely and it's just chaos i had a couple of nights that were just a ball um i had few does that came in and then these young bucks would come in and just take off running and crashing through the woods and come back running around and stop and start the whole chaos thing all over again and like two nights for half an hour 45 minutes it was just like romper room out there it was super (laughs) fun to watch I had two little bucks that were so far underneath my tree, I had to lean forward to look over a branch so I could see them <laughs> that fought for 20 minutes. It was just awesome. So in that middle of all of that shenanigans, I had a nice buck that came in, and it was all perfect. It was 15 yards from the base of my tree. I'm like 20 feet up in the air, so it's you know further away from me than that, but... Um, and actually in hindsight looking back at it 
it created such a steep angle on my shot that your margin of error is is very tiny. Yeah. Which I hit the margin of error. <laughs> 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 so I so I took the shot at this at this deer and uh, you know we went and looked and there was some white hair and some blood and the deer went maybe 10 yards at the most and just stood there and looked at me and hung out and then a doe walked back in and that deer just walked away and I waited and then it was dark I got down out of the tree and went and saw the hair and the blood and followed it for about 30 yards and knew that it had been hit and uh, so came back and and uh, Will came out with me and took a look at it and stuff and we're like wow let's let's wait for an hour and you know make sure everything's all right and let them settle down and mm -hmm. and uh, and we did all of that and then Will and Nugs and I went out looking for it um, and had spotty blood and it got to be like 11 o'clock at night and our lights were failing and we couldn't find any more really good blood so we're like well we'll just come back in the morning and check it out so backed out left it came back at uh, daybreak the next morning I went back to where we stopped and there was no and then of course it drizzled overnight which caused even more difficulty and so there was no good sign anymore. So I just said, it had gone straight east. And it's a typical thing for the deer in our area. If they're, if you're tracking them and you jump them and they're running from you, or if you hit one and wound it and you're chasing it, it seems nine times out of 10, they go straight east or straight west. They hardly ever zigzag. They hardly ever go north and south for a long period of time. They may do that if you really hit them hard and they just kind of go 100 yards. Mm -hmm. but, but if they're on the move, it seems like they just, it's like they have a compass and they head straight either east or west and most of the time straight east. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes my experience has been they'll jump on well-used deer trails, follow those trails for a while, jump off, jump back on another well-used deer trail, jump off, um, which makes sense. If they're typically being chased by predators, they get on a trail where there's more scent, hoping that the predator will pick up on the scent of a different animal and they can jump away and get out of it. So I went the next morning, I was like, well, I'll just start heading east and try and find some trails and see if I can pick something up or you know, mostly I was looking for the actual deer, hoping for the best. And I'd probably gone maybe 300 yards, something like that, quite a ways. And uh, doing exactly that, heading primarily east, jumping on where I could see game trails. And I looked down and, like, just amazingly, I don't even know how it's possible, but there was a leaf that was cupped just enough that it was like a bowl. And there was one drop of blood that was mixed in with the with the rain that had fallen. And I was like, I can't even believe there's a drop here. And then I found like two more, just little drops. 
and then that was that was the end of that trail. And by this time, uh, Will and his girlfriend Megan had come up, and Frank was there, and so we had fanned out and looked everywhere, and um, it, it was just gone. And I was just sick to my stomach. And I was like, um, you know, it's terrible to lose a deer, but it's worse if you wound one and it doesn't make it. So, so for, I don't know, three days or whatever, I was just like beside myself, you know, it's like, I'm putting my bow on the shelf, I'm done, I'm not going to hunt anymore, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I think there's an absolute reality though, like you played this game long enough, that will happen to you. And you just face that fact right now, if you're getting into hunting and you're going to do this thing, especially bow hunting... You're gonna tag one. And you're gonna you're gonna lose it, and it's frustrating and sad and everything else, you know. And yeah. it's happened to all of us. I know it's happened to me. Happened to me in Illinois with you and Joe. Yeah. You know, shot a probably was the biggest buck I think I've ever shot, and it was just pouring blood. That deer was hit hard. And yeah, pouring blood, and jumped into a river, and yeah, bye bye. And you're just like, oh my god, he's dead, and you feel horrible about it. Yeah. Kill, Johnny kills with two two elk, arrow two elk on one hunt. I remember him picking his bow up. He was going to shatter his bow over his knee, and I'm like, whoa, 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 easy. <laughs> just like you said, you're like ready to hang it up, right? Yeah. You just got to realize that you're doing the best you can ethically and everything, and it's just going to happen sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So my so my hope the whole time was I was just like I just hope that that deer like that. It was bad enough that it was, you know, that he survived it, and that he yeah. didn't make it through and yeah. stuff. And like, thankfully, uh, he did. He's been on, uh, he's been on a bunch of our cameras now for the last well week, week yeah. and a half. Mm-hmm. Thing. Um, yeah. At least, at least six, seven different nights, different places. Yeah, yeah. I think um, he's uh, living at my blind now. <laughs> I think he was there last night, like 2 a.m. I know he was buying right party animal night right before sunrise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's I guess that's the good news of the story. I was so relieved when I got the first picture of him uh, back, and then even more so when they started, you know, so yeah. at, at Frank's at, yeah. at Will's. At mine, so yeah, um, and multiple nights. So you know, it's been almost two weeks now, and he was on on a camera like a night ago. So and you know what's crazy? Like you must have just nipped him. Yeah, because you can't see it. Like all the yeah. pictures that you're talking about, I haven't seen one where you're like, oh, there it is. You can see it right here where you hit him. You know, some kind of a wound. Yeah, and I think, like I said, I was. I was so high in the tree and it was at such an angle that um, that I think if I, you know, I obviously shot low and that arrow was coming down so sharply that if it nicked them, you know, it's it's not going into the yeah. body of the deer at all. It's just sliding down its side. Um, yeah. So it would appear that that's what happened at least. Took it across the brisket. Right across the brisket. <laughs> <laughs> 
your own brisket shot. A shave on the brisket. A buzz cut. <laughs> <laughs> so that could have been one of the nine deer shot in Keevan County. Yeah. That kept the old number at eight. Well, like you said, it's super cool that he's out and running around yeah. and we all have an opportunity and he's going to make it. Yeah. And when something goes sideways like that, right, you have to do the best you can. Yep. Give it, you know, all the effort you yep. can, which I have. I felt like we did. I think we did everything mm-hmm. that we could, and and obviously he's still walking, so yeah. we you know we weren't going to find him. Yeah, um, that's so that's the good news. It's it's actually kind of crazy. I never thought about it. You know, I mean, ninety six, I think, is when we got the camp, right? Uh, ninety four. Ninety four. Like how many deer have we lost? Yeah, I don't even. Uh, I wouldn't even call that a loss. It's kind of a win you got. Yeah. You know, he, we know he's alive, you know. Yeah. Um, I honestly can't think of one. Yeah, there's not. Right? Um, I don't know. From here? Right? I don't know. No, my eight-pointer. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah, that's yeah. Even to Nug to screw it up. From <laughs> Nugs comes up. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had to be Nug. Yeah, yeah. Our streak. Yeah, that's when that's, Joe was up. We were sitting yeah. in the truck. We watched it go yes. through the rear view mirror. Yes. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a, that's also one that that certainly could be the same scenario, because we yeah. followed that deer. For oh my god! A long that was ways. all day. That was a morning mm-hmm. shot. That crossed that was over. I was down by the lake. Too, I right was there. hunting way away from here, and I didn't even know that this all went down and came on that blood. Yeah. On a on a bed of blood, and I'm like, oh, someone shot a deer, you know, and it was bouncing through, yeah. and then found all you guys on the road, and I'm like, oh, this. Well, you had seen it across the road in your rear view mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, long, yeah. How, how long were we into that track before you saw him go back? A long time. That was at least an hour. Oh, it had to be at least an hour because I was with you guys we, as well. We all well. came back here. Yeah, we all came back here and then we and were then like, we went out. Let's drive the road. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we, like Joe and I, we took the truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, truck we had waited for over an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we were like an hour into it. So it was yeah. well past two hours after the shot. And he was on the move. Yeah, and then you and I ended it, and it was just like it just—I mean, there was snow. Yeah, because we were down by the water, and it just disappeared. Yeah, and I was like, "He's probably just gonna roll." Yeah, like you mm-hmm. nipped him, just like hit the brisket. He, yeah. You know, you hit that brisket. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I shot at twice, though, right? Yeah, I shot that. And yeah. he circled back, came back, shot him again. Shot him again. <laughs> Cooper giving you shit the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> After you woke up? Yeah. Was Boom! What was Why? that? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Slept through the first shot, sleep. woke up on the second. Uh, <laughs> 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 Go down there. It's the same eight point I locked in. Twice. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, so it's been, I mean, it's, overall, it's, we've been fortunate. Oh, really fortunate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're ready to start hanging more on the wall, right? Yeah. Got a few in here right now. Frank, you, Will, Nugs, Ed. Although Ed and Nugs forgot to bring theirs. I did. I was in Covington. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But it starts again, right? Yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's super great that we have a place to be. Yep. Last year we were 
hanging out in the garage for a little bit and running back to town and trying to figure yeah. it out. And it just was. We were homeless. It was no good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Being, being homeless at Deer Season. Yeah. It's not good. So we couldn't find the coffee maker. <laughs> that was the final. Yeah, that, that was, was the straw that broke the camel. Where's the that, coffee maker? Well, morning going out, using Ken and Red of being too cheap and bringing the coffee. Maker. <laughs> and that was also just, just so angry. They yeah. went out in the woods, just bitter. Yeah, yeah. That was also when I had the eight, that eight pointer there on the wall. Hanging up off the rafters in their garage, I'm like, oh, Grandma Red would be so mad. <laughs> Blood just there dripping was, all over the floor. I was like, was oh. uh, yeah, yeah. So it's nice. Sorry, to Grandma. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you know about that, or is she gonna find out? Also, Ed in his haste left an entire Rubbermaid tote of food that sat there until like maybe like a month ago. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you made the great escape. Yeah, the turkeys uh, were still good. <laughs> but unless unless you grew up or came into this or whatever it is as a UP hunting camp, there is just not that many places that have what we have in the UP as the hunting camp and the tradition that happens with that and all those things. So being back here and doing what we're doing is a really cool deal. It is. It's awesome. Doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, we'll do a we'll do an episode with the, when the Patrick Camp comes over. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm sure it won't be loud. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this space is not exactly huge. Yeah. Jesse's really quiet. Yeah. We'll have to see if we can get him yeah. to open up a little bit. We'll do a little season hunt recap, and we'll be like, "Hey, so everybody from the Patrick Clan." Uh, how much hunting did you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you uh, bring that question up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't publish this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do more time editing than there is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> sure well, let's take that part out. <laughs> We're gonna need yeah. like the, the TV like thirty second tape delay to <laughs> block sure. all sorts of goodies here. Jesse's like 10 days at camp. <laughs> One hour in the woods. <laughs> if he even brings his gun to camp. Yeah. Hey, you got no, that, that was the thing a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, I forgot my darn forgot my gun. <laughs> that one hour in the woods is somebody it. else was in the outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Love it. Love you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> and this year we. They're not here tonight with us, but uh, but our cousins from out west are here hunting with their son Wyatt. So first time, first time deer hunting for him. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize until Nick was telling us today that there it's super hard to get a tag in Nevada, which is where they live. So mm-hmm. so they spend a lot of time in the summer here. Wyatt's great grandma has a as a house up here and stuff. My our our mom's sister and so um so they're pumped about being here being at their space and so they came out hunting with us so it was cool to have it really you know, a young kid out for his first time and you mm-hmm. know coming all the way from nevada it's quite a trek you know we we talk about going out west and stuff but um so i mean it's the same oh, yeah. same story for them just mm-hmm. coming the opposite yeah. direction right 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was exciting to have him here and you know, hopefully he gets a chance at something. Yeah, and they are pumped. They, I mean, it was flying to Minneapolis. Out, they got one in the afternoon. They got into Minneapolis, went to the store, drove all the way up to Copper Harbor. Seven and, hours. And yep. then what time did they get in? What time did they go to sleep? Like two. They went to bed at or like 1 2 o'clock. And in the they morning. were all about waking up to be at the end of the road at six a.m. They're like, <laughs> "We're gonna be here." And I was yeah. like, "All right, sounds good. We'll see <laughs> yeah. you there." Yeah. 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 And they hunted all day. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think every once in a while you need that little uh, refresher, if you will, of a kid. You know, you got to think about, yeah. you know, you can just see it in his eyes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we all should be when we're out here hunting. Yeah. Man. It's just exciting and it's great, you know. And I think Dad always said it. If it if you just shoot deer and you have no emotion involved in it, you probably should put the gun away. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, it's just, yeah. you've missed the whole point of the whole thing. So it's, it's cool to see Wyatt. Yeah. He's pumped. Even though to counter that, I was listening to the Meat Eater podcast today. Okay. And, they were, and then they were getting a lot of questions like, why aren't you excited about shooting? And they're like, the whole game mm-hmm. is to calm your nerves for that for that moment. Yeah. To be ready for that moment. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, I, I, I get that yeah. part for sure. But they did but they did follow it up with, yeah. right, afterwards. Yeah, they did. Um, That's when you can cry, lose your mind, do all those yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought it was interesting. And yeah. It, and it's, yeah, there's it was, some truth a, to that, right? Yeah. Like, you're, you spend all, especially bow hunting, right? Yep. You spend all that time trying to work on managing your emotions, staying calm and steady, yep. not rushing the shot, all those things yeah. that I did wrong. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you can be successful. <laughs> Uh, but they did. They did talk about mm-hmm. like after when you get back to camp and once you know like yeah, you know, all sort of sets in. And, yeah. You know. And one of the things I appreciate about listening to those guys and stuff is that like they're they're doing it because they have this great passion for it and they love doing it. Yeah. And then if they have a chance to film it and make it part of that, they do so. But they don't augment what they do. To make it on film, right? Like if if the film's not working out, they're still shooting the deer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're gonna keep hunting. Yeah, and if they can film it and it all happens, awesome. Yeah, but yeah, but they kind of they put hunting ahead of the yeah. filming, and I think there's a lot of shows that are the opposite, right? They're putting the filming and the production ahead of the hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you can tell some of the excitement is yeah. Well, and on the flip side, one thing I've always, I mean, we were talking about this up at the trap earlier tonight, but which is perfectly applicable to the situation is uh, they put out a lot of episodes of unsuccessful hunts mm-hmm. and talk Absolutely. about either what went wrong or just kind of, Like they pass know, up things stuff to, early and they yeah. never see anything and then they go, yeah. oh, that maybe it was a bad choice. And I almost <laughs> feel like, you know, as a consuming that media or whatever like watching those episodes is where i learn more yeah you know mm-hmm. from Absolutely. from that angle yep. so i have you ever i was just thinking about getting really excited for deer hunting still and i think of every time i think about it, i think about dave de yeah you know so if you talked about that story which no, is so not. that's a little prelude like we're gonna have to do a podcast on that one time but just to wet your whistle a little bit so Dave DeGroote passed away this past year, 
great guy helped you and I like mad right growing up and, yeah, and getting getting into hunting and stuff just an amazing guy um so dearly missing him but um so he had at the time it was definitely top 10 Dickinson County right it was it was um if I'm not mistaken, it was top 15 in the state. In the state? I think so, at one point. Giant deer that he had on the wall. So when we go to his camp, we're like always, oh, this kid's like, oh my God, that would be unbelievable. And then like countless others, right? Yeah. And then the can- Canada. I mean, he's going to Canada, and then he's showing videos of letting 140s go every day. Yeah. And waiting, you know, I mean, so this guy was seasoned. Giant mass. Those yeah. Deer, like, some of those deer he let go were such great deer. Oh, my goodness. But the, the blood boiling in this guy, I mean, into his 70s. Yep. And at the time, he was probably 60s, right? Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Late 50s, early 60s, something like that. But him and another guy that he were hunting with were driving down the road, heading back to the camp. And this giant deer came out and bounced on the road. He was able to get his gun, get out of the truck. And he says to, I mean, he told us this right away. He's like, there's no doubt what I did. When my scope came down between those antlers, I pulled the trigger. Because I was so pumped, I shed the, I sent a bullet right between his antlers. <laughs> <laughs> and it bounced off. And the rest of the story will be yet to be said, but we're going to have to do that because that would be yeah, a great sure. one. But... That you know that that was great. I think that's what was great about Dave. He was like a Literally little kid, shaking, holding on. To yeah, the counter, trying to absolutely. Stay but standing. yeah, but he was always like a little kid <laughs> at Christmas when it came to deer season. I think always. that's what made it so awesome. Yeah. You know, was that part of it? It was cool. Yeah, he he was one of the first people to have a a four wheeler, you know, or that we knew anyway. Yeah, and he had a stand that was. Like a mile in the middle of this giant swamp. It was just miserable trying to get in there. And he had worked his way in there and was able to get his four-wheeler into this knob that stuck up and had an old metal dog sled. Like a, It was metal, but it was built like a dog sled that he would use to get his stuff in and out, including any deer that he shot. And he would always grab us because at the time we were younger and you know, all wrapped up to do whatever. And uh, speaking of being pumped and excited, he would, he'd be out of his mind when he would grab us and we would be all fired up and we'd be on that <laughs> I remember several times Jeff was laying inside of it and I was on the back riding it like you would ride a dog sled going through that mud and all that nastiness and that swamp. And he would just be hammering on that on that four wheeler, and we'd just riding and screaming and hooting yeah. and hollering, and like a dad trying to ditch his kids on yeah, water skiing. Exactly, like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, <laughs> You're killing me. And he'd just be laughing the whole time, and so pumped. Yeah, yeah, no, that but that that was beautiful. It was a great lesson learned from both of us, and I yeah. mean, I still look at it. Like a kid at Christmas. Yeah. Love it. Love this time of year. Love coming out here. Love well, being with all y'all. And, you had it today. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool just seeing. I'd gone out this morning, kicked kicked up a deer on my way in, and um, I had a cell cam set up in the area, so it was kind of dark, and I ended up checking it and was able to see that it was a doe. And then a little later, a little buck came in, and, I mean, he was just nose down. And I was like, well, that's a good sign. I mean, he was after something. 
So I was like, well, hopefully the hot dough, you know, like it's a good sign. Good to see yeah. that. And then when I went out this afternoon, um, same thing. I, I kind of heard the <laughs> I joke all the time about if uh, I asked both Jeff and George, because they have a lot more years doing this than I do, if uh, they ever stop mistaking squirrels for deer, because I haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> and uh, They always sound the same. Yeah. But today it was it was the unmistakable cadence of you know a deer, so I start getting a little excited. Turn around, I see a glimpse of a buck through through a lane, and and I honestly thought the antlers were pretty big, so I started getting all fired up. And then, um, well, hey, good thing it wasn't with a bow, and you bang the quiver off the stand. <laughs> yeah. Same blind. Thanks, Frank. Hey, just. That wasn't oh, a very I, nice deer, though. That would have not been a cool first oh, buck. Man. That was another camp member's <laughs> biggest whitetail. I gave a picture of that one in the book. Yeah. Oh. We're fading right off. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. No, way down the wrong path. I'm just gonna say we're thankful it's not bow season anymore. And it's, you know, not a shot. Let it be known that 13 days later, I shot a bigger buck so, than that one I missed with my bow. If you know, for the record, <laughs> yeah, get a little closer to Mike. Make sure you all heard that. Uh, no, but I, I saw that buck come through, and I started getting real excited. And then, and then all of a sudden, I noticed I was hearing tracks, you know, stomping through the leaves at a different angle that was much closer. And I was like, "Hold up! There's no way he closed that distance." And that doe came out, and then a little buck came out after it, and. They were playing the game, chasing around, and it just really gets your heart pumping. Got me real excited. And, you know, it was a pretty early decision that it wasn't a shooter, but it's still just it's awesome seeing that stuff in the woods. Yeah, it's yeah. Sometimes it's more exciting, right? Like nope. the, like the other night that I was talking about when those two bucks were fighting underneath me. Like there's no way I was shooting yeah. at one of those deer, but it was so fun and so exciting, and and also like. You learn so much watching all that stuff. Happen. For me, it's almost kind of cool once you once you make that decision. It's like okay, you know, put the gun down or whatever. Then it's like you said. It's, then you just kind of hunker down and just sit, sit and watch and learn and focus on their behavior and everything. And it's cool. Yeah. One other quick little thing I did want to say because you were talking about getting excited and one thing. So I didn't grow up hunting. I kind of picked it up in my mid twenties or whatever. And both Jeff and George here have been kind of mentors, I guess, to me or whatever with it and. George shot an absolute dandy two years ago, and I was the only one out at camp with him. And I remember getting on the radio, and you know, I've always looked up to you or whatever. And your voice was quivering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was kind of laughing yeah. on the other end of the yeah. radio, but I was just like, "Holy crap! I've never heard like George like that." You know, going to just I, I just whatever. A little after that, I remember asking the question. I'm like man, you just, you shot a lot of great deer over the years. And, and I was like, do you ever not get that feeling? And you were so quick to respond. You were like the, the day I lose that feeling when I shoot a big deer is the day I quit hunting. Yeah. And I, it just, it was awesome. It's kind of stuck with me a little bit for a while. It's, it's a cool thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the deal. Mm. Like if it's never like that, then I yeah. don't know why you do it. Yeah. Which totally makes sense, but for me, you know, I was just like, heck, I've seen a lot of the deer that you shot, even though that one was a whopper. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even, I mean, even when, 
you know, I think it's it's exaggerated when you're bow hunting because everything is closer, right? You're everything's more intimate. You're right there. Those deer. I mean, the other night I was out in my tree stand and and this deer came right to the rung on the bottom of the ladder below my stand where I was standing. You can't possibly be closer to a deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's even more so during bow season, but anytime you're hunting, as soon as you see a deer, I mean, it's just exciting. Yeah. Even if it's a fawn, I mean, it's just yeah. like, oh, well, there's a, you know, like yeah. something's going on and, it, you know. Yeah. Well, I was laughing awesome. about it tonight because that doe, they had me pinned after shooting hours, and that doe, I, could, I was looking down through the ladder stand I was in, and I could see the doe through the grating on the ladder stand. That's how close she <laughs> was close. to the base of the tree. Yeah. And then shortly after, while around that time, where I had to pick up Nug on the trail on the way back, and I hear some, I don't know if there are wolves or coyotes or whatever, but I hear them hooting and hollering and yelping in his direction, and I'm like, Nug's probably shitting his pants. <laughs> waiting for me listening to these things. I was like, I gotta get out of this tree. But meanwhile, I have a buck and a doe and right in front of me. So. Yeah, it's hard when you're stuck up there. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to scare him off, but at some point, you're like, I gotta go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just I throw my grunt call at him. Yeah. yeah. The other night, yeah. when I was sitting, George came on the side by side and they just stayed there. Yeah. <laughs> The farm just was between George and I, and I got out and just walked, and it just stayed there. It's like, guys, gonna leave. Yeah, we've been uh, sort of had a thing for both season that if somebody's not back after it's dark, that means that they're stuck. So go, you know, drive up and try and scare them away from some other angle, and that dude was having none of it. It's like, yeah. Go ahead, just leave, get in the thing, go, get out of here, because I'm not leaving. I mean, that spot I was in, like, it's not that deep from where I park. It's pretty easy to get to. I actually had the thought of, I was like, I wonder if I can (laughs) hit my alarm on my truck and bug them out a little bit. Didn't end up trying it. (laughs) So it's exciting. Opening day is always great, right? Yeah. You know, who knows what's out there. We got... You know, you got the whole season ahead of us uh, after tonight, so super fired up, ready to go, and and we'll certainly be back a couple times here in the next couple weeks while we're out uh, checking in, letting you know how it's going, what's happening, yeah. tell you all about the big one I shoot. Hopefully, and, uh, <laughs> hopefully it's as smooth as our Pine Creek Canadian whiskey that we just had. Yeah, we've got we've got some more we got to do while we're out here too. Oh, we got to go through the out west hunt with Will and I yeah, and, yeah, and talk about that 100%. and a few other things that we need to yep. check off the list for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it's perfect timing. Great intro, Frank. Um, what do we think of the Pike Creek Canadian whiskey finished in rum barrels? You can have that neat, which I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. It's smooth. Yeah, yeah it's it just smooth. It very good, good actually. Yeah. The rum kind of makes sense. I didn't know that before. It's got yeah. a pretty caramely yep. taste yep. to it. Yeah. Is what I was picking up on. Absolutely, it's very good. I think it's it's surprising how much flavor spirits capture when they're when they're aged in other barrels, right? So if you use a sherry barrel or a rum barrel or you know i've had it with from tequila barrels and from craft beer barrels and then vice versa craft beer that's been put in bourbon barrels and all that like it 
to me, it's it's fascinating how much of that flavor those spirits can absorb yep. out of those barrels. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun to try it, fun to get the flavors out of it. I agree. It's great. Yeah, it's tasty. I'd certainly have it again. Matter of fact, I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for checking in. Good luck to everybody that's out there hunting in Michigan uh, for the firearm deer season. Be safe and see you again soon on another edition of Bucks and Booze.